Pastor Chris's podcast. So today we're beginning a new set of messages that will go across a, a, a few weeks. Um, and they're based off of your questions. So again, just a reminder that that is in the bulletin. There's a section that you can write down a question and you can put that in the offering plate or you can put it down here on the altar. You just hand it to me at the end of the service. Um, perhaps you've had a question you've always wanted to ask. And now is your chance. Maybe even today as you are hearing the message, uh, it might spur a question in your mind. And um, as long as it's not how long is this sermon going to keep going, you can write that down. And then that's made. And I'll try to address that maybe over the next few weeks as we go through this together. But today I wanted to address a question that came through our Facebook page. And the question that came in was how much faith is enough, you know? How much faith is enough? So we're going to look at that question because it's a great question. And Jesus did uh, address that himself in the scripture. He said something about the amount of faith we need. I alluded to it with the uh, children this morning, but I want to uh, read it to you today from the Gospel of Luke, and it's chapter 17, verses 3 through 6. Luke 17, 3 through 6. Jesus said, so watch yourselves. If another believer sins, rebuke that person. Then if there is repentance, forgive. Even if that person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks forgiveness, you must forgive. The apostle said to the Lord, show us how to increase our faith. The Lord answered, if you have faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, may you be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey. This is the word of God from the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. My younger sister, Katie, is only two years younger than me. So we argued a lot when we were kids because she was always tagging along and uh, wanting to be around me and my friends. And um, really, it was just because she was a pesky little brat and I was perfect. And so we had to argue about that. Um, sometimes when we fought, my mom would make us apologize to each other and say, I forgive you. Did your parents ever do that to you? So uh, my sister and I knew we had to obey my mom, even though we didn't want to. So we would scrunch up our face and grit our teeth and say, I'm sorry, and I forgive you. You know what I mean? Well, the disciples weren't little kids, but Jesus told them to forgive. And they knew that they should obey Jesus. And they knew also that it would be hard. It's one thing to forgive somebody with your teeth gritted, and it's another thing to really feel it and mean it in your heart, even when it's hard, even when it's really, really hard. But that's what Jesus calls us to do. And it's one thing to do it once, but Jesus said, forgive them even if they wrong you seven times in a day and then come to you and ask for forgiveness. Think about that. 
And by the way, Jesus was just using the number seven as a figure of speech. He didn't mean like, okay, so they did it seven times, and then they did it again, and number eight, you don't have to forgive me anymore. That's not what he was saying. He was a symbolic number. Seven is the perfect number. It's sort of like saying it's perfect forgiveness. He, in another place, he said 70 times seven. That's 490. But then again, there again, he's not saying keep track of it on your little piece of paper. And once you get there, you don't have to do it anymore. He's saying always, always be willing to forgive. And not through gritted teeth, but deep down in your heart. And the disciples weren't sure that they had enough faith to forgive people like that. I don't think I do. Do you? I mean, it's one thing to forgive something petty like a childish thing my sister and I used to argue about. But Jesus didn't say just forgive people of little things. He said, forgive them even when the offense is serious and hurtful. You go back and read the first few verses of the chapter. He's talking about causing little children to sin. So he's really talking about how serious. He's not saying, he's not insinuating that, you know, just, oh, just let it wash off like, you know, water off a duck's back. He's saying sin is serious and it causes terrible hurt and it's not good, but yet we ought to forgive. And it takes a lot of faith to forgive like that. And disciples knew it. In order to obey Jesus, they knew that they needed more faith. And so they said, how can we increase our faith and Jesus answers their fear by saying it only takes faith the size of a mustard seed to make a mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in the sea. Get up, old tree, and go over there, and it will do it. And in another time, in Matthew chapter 17, he was even more dramatic, and he said faith the size of a mustard seed can move a whole mountain. So which do you think is harder? To make a mulberry tree move? Or to make a mountain move? Or to say, and really mean, I forgive you. It takes faith. What is faith? I really like what Renfro Watson said last week at Homecoming. He said, Faith is belief that you're willing to act upon. Faith is belief that you're willing to act upon. Belief, he said, is believing your child can drive. Faith is being in the car while they drive. That was pretty good. That's faith. I thought about that, and I thought about this question, how much faith is enough? Faith is when your trust exceeds your fear. One time when I was a very small child, I climbed up in a tree. And when I looked down, I got scared. And I froze. I thought I was way up in a tree. Now, I was only like three or four years old, so I was probably only about this high. But to me, as a little child looking down, I thought I was in the tip top of that tree and I was going to fall out. And so I clung to that tree and started crying. And my dad came out 
and I was so close to the ground, I was probably about a little bit above his shoulder height, but to me, it was way up there. And he just reached out and he grabbed me and was going to pick me up off the tree and put me safely back down on the ground. But the problem was I was frozen with fear. And he said, I've got you, but I was too scared to let go. And I was clinging to that tree with a death grip. And he said, let go. I've got you. You've got to let go. But he's pulling and I'm holding and this situation is not getting any better until my faith in my dad's ability to hold me finally exceeded my fear of falling out of that tree. And I was willing to let go and let him pick me up and put my feet safely back on the ground. I, don't, I was definitely afraid when I let go, but my faith was more than my fear. Make sense? Faith makes you act. Fear makes you freeze. When your faith exceeds your fear, even by an amount as tiny as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Now, some people treat faith as if it's supposed to be that you just sit back and you don't do anything and you trust God to do everything. But that's not really what it says. Faith doesn't mean we sit back and do nothing, waiting for God to do all the mountain moving all by himself. Faith means we trust God to move the mountain. Maybe even through us. And we have faith in that. And so... We figure it out and we get it done if that's what God wants. If God wants us to move the mountain, we get out there and we raise some money and we take the money and we go hire a construction crew and we get to work out there moving the mountain because God told us to do it. And we want to obey God and we believe in Him when He says it's possible. And so we go to work and we do it. And the question this morning is, how much faith is enough? The short answer is, just a tiny bit more faith than your fear. Just a tiny bit more. That's enough. That's enough to let go of the tree. Or to let go of your problem. Or to face your problem. Just a tiny bit more faith than your fear. When your faith outranks your fear, even by the tiniest mouth, then you move. You trust. You act on your trust. It doesn't mean you aren't afraid. It doesn't mean you don't hurt. It only means your faith is stronger than your fear. And even a little bit is enough to overcome. Now, if your faith starts to fade, over time, you might give up. You might start, and then your faith starts to run low, and you stop. That happens. And some of the battles that we have to fight in this life take a long time. It's a long run. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. And so faith needs to continually be nurtured and grown. You must fortify your spirit with more and more faith. The battles you face today 
may be tiny compared to the ones that are still ahead. The one you're facing right now seems really big, but <laughs> the little tree I was in was a really big deal to me when I was four years old, but now it's not a big deal. I got giants that's much bigger than that now. I need more faith now than I did when I was four. And you need more faith next year than you do today. Possibly. So now, right now, is the time to build your faith so that it will always be stronger than your fears tomorrow. And that's what I want to end with. How do you build your faith? Jesus, uh, the disciples said, give us more faith. How can you build that faith? Well, I want to give you five ways to grow your faith. First of all, it's pretty simple. Ask God for more faith. There was a story where Jesus was trying to heal a man's faith, and he said, if you believe, you, your daughter will be healed. And he says, I believe, help my unbelief. You ever feel like that? I believe, but I'm still struggling, Right? And ask God to give you more faith. God help my unbelief. And he will answer that prayer. Number two, fast and pray. Jesus told us to his disciples to do this in so many words. They were uh, trying to heal a girl who had a was possessed by a demon. And they were trying to drive it out. And they couldn't get it to go out. And they, and they brought her to Jesus. And Jesus drove the demon down. And they said, why couldn't we do it? And he said... You need to pray. You have to have to pray and fast. Pray and fast. So pray and fast can just be another way to increase your faith. And you know, fasting doesn't have to be some kind of super discipline, like that only the monks that live in the monastery do. You can all do that. Um, try this. Eat dinner tonight. Skip breakfast and lunch tomorrow. But drink lots of water and maybe even drink uh, some apple juice or some orange juice or something like that in between and then eat dinner tomorrow night. That's a fast. It's all. It'll make you feel hungry, but probably won't make you, you know, get sick unless you have, you know, unless you're not healthy already. You've got a, maybe you're diabetic or you know, you're sick or whatever. You can do that. While you're doing it, though, pray and ask the Lord to give you more faith. Number three, read God's Word. The Bible is full of stories about faith. People who had faith to get them through difficult times. And when you read those stories, when you read about David fighting Goliath and God helping him overcome, it inspires your faith. But you have to read those stories about real people from history who had faith and what it did. You have to read those with you have to read those with a little bit of faith of your own. Because there's a way you can read scripture sometimes that's really skeptical, it's really cynical, and um, it doesn't do anything for you. It actually sucks the faith out of you. You have to read scripture with faith, and it will build your faith. Number four, you're all doing it today. Thank you for being here. Worship. As we worship God, as we devote time to adoring God and considering how magnificent and wonderful He is, 
especially when we do it with other people in the community of faith. It is a powerful faith-growing experience. There's something contagious about being around people who are lifting up the name of God in worship that inspires you and builds faith within you. Number five, this one's important. Act on the faith that you have. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed and you step out in faith with that little bit of faith and you see that God comes through for you and now your faith is growing. We start to take small steps and as our faith increases, we can trust more and more. And we can begin to take harder steps, more steps. Faith starts out as a mustard seed. But seeds don't stay seeds. If you treat them right, guess what? They begin to sprout and they begin to grow. And Jesus talked about the mustard seed and the mustard plant that grows in his country. Started out as one of the tiniest seeds that they knew about. But it grew into one of the biggest plants that they knew about. So big, he told in one parable, that birds could make nests in its branches. And that's how your faith is. You start out with a faith that's just a tiny bit bigger than your fear. And you go with that. And the next thing you know, it grows. And it grows. And it grows. Because God shows you. Your faith isn't a blind faith. It's a faith in a God who's faithful and trustworthy. You can count. So act on your faith. 